Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be talking talking about today. My name's Andy Potter, and today I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Alex Bonilla. Hola. And Sam Quattro. Hey. Uh, Today we'll be talking about uh, the trailer for BoJack Horseman Season 4, get into a little bit of theories, and we're going to be going into any loose plot threads that might have been left over from season three. But before that, you can find everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings, or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. So, with that said, I think we're going to get into this very uh, interesting point in the show and talk about... um how you how we all think it's going to go now so before we we're so also we're going to get into the trailer anyone listening so if you go to the netflix channel on youtube you can follow along with us because we're going to do a frame by frame of the trailer and you can just and i'll be telling you what frame what time we're on in the trailer and you can look at what we're looking at so before we get into the trailer uh i want to know what you guys really expect the focus of this season to be because we're kind season two and three were kind of clear what we're going to be talking about because season two it was about secretariat and the filming of it with kelsey jannings and all that and then season three was a lot about the oscar and his run for getting an oscar nomination and then hopefully winning one and but this season is a little less clear what the what the themes are going to be and i want to hear what you guys think it's going to be so alex what do you think is going to happen this season in a general sense I think that it's going to be Bojack really trying to figure out like how to be a positive influence to anyone because season three ended on such a downer of just like him like finally coming to the realization that really anybody who had come into his life he had really only affected for the negative. Diane tried to convince him otherwise, but Bojack wouldn't really have it, and obviously he was. Uh, going to the point of maybe committing suicide there on the highway. So I think it it will probably follow Bojack just trying to see what he can do to improve himself or improve his relationships with others. But at the same time, because we have this focus with Mr. Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane, I do think that we are going to get a lot more of the side characters than we've gotten in, in previous seasons, maybe as, as we've talked about a little before, to just highlight how how their problems maybe are still underlying there and may have you may have blamed bojack for some of those things but even without bojack you now have to face them head on without having a a, a character to to blame yourself so i think we're going to go back back and forth between those two but i do think that we are still going to get se- several episodes if not at least like half the season to be bojack centric okay so i want to talk about one thing you touched on there so you think that the, that kind of Bojack was kind of like a scapegoat and kept everyone else from realizing how bad they were, and that's going to have an effect on the characters? Is that what you were implying? Yeah, pre- pretty much, because like uh, at least from the trailer, we see a little bit more of like tension between Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter. That's always been an underlying thing, but it's always been like Diane run- running to Bojack, uh, but now that he she doesn't have anywhere to run to, because Bojack is, mi- is supposedly missing, so now she's going to have to tackle that head on. 
And similarly, Princess Carolyn would always blame like her relationship issues or like her lack of direction in life to focusing on Bojack. But also now that Bojack's gone, she's going to have to make the relationship work with Ralph and figure out how to balance her work life and all of that. But but without having Bojack to blame. So I think those are interesting directions to to take the side characters here. Yeah, I I really do think so, and I think there is going to be a lot of tension here. We saw a lot of tension in this trailer, and possibly a lot more than other seasons. Like we saw some a, a pretty aggressive what looked like a fight between Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter, which we'll get into when we get into the trailer. But that looked pretty cool, or really depressing, but it looked interesting from a viewer perspective. So um, I'm throwing it to you now, Sam. What do you think? that this, the focus of the season is going to be? Do you think it's going to be similar to what Alex is thinking, or you have a different opinion? Um, I think so, too. I don't think that uh, Bojack's going to be gone the whole entire season, so I think the whole, you know, people, you know, realizing that, you know, they sort of pushed all their bad stuff on Bojack is going to last super long, probably maybe like, I mean, and, eh, probably an episode or two. I think what the main gist of the season is going to be about is going to be about Bojack trying to be you know, more, I want to say more honest or more open. I don't know. After the experience he had at the end of last season, season three, uh, you know, his life is just, you know, flipped upside down and he's got to deal with all that stuff. And he also has to deal with, uh, this new character who we see in the trailer and who we saw at the end of season three, who, uh, may or may not be related to Bojack. And I think that's going to really play, a huge role in the season and really sort of change how Bojack, you know, relates to the world and maybe even change, you know, his whole character motivation if it hasn't already changed dramatically. Yeah. She is definitely going to be a very large part of the season. I agree. And we'll have to see how it affects him. But um, before we really get into her, I think we should watch the trailer and we'll, we can talk about these points one by one as we get to them. All right. So you guys, um, everyone listening, have the trailer open. And we're going to hit play, and uh, I'll probably stop it really quickly, but we'll get right into it. Okay. So, immediately, I'm stopping at four seconds, just because, one, Alex, thank you for this, the music, because, yes. I'm sorry, I really like that song. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point. It's a good song. I really like it. Um, but immediately, we have Diane here talking and calling Bojack. And we have a little bit of frame setting here. It's been three months since the end of um, season three. And Bojack's just gone. Bojack isn't there. And she's driving past his house and just wondering where he is. And did you guys expect it to be this big of a jump or did you expect it to be bigger jump? What did you think, Sam? Uh, like the big time jump? Or... Yeah, like did you expect it to be longer or shorter than what she says? I have no clue. I didn't really know... Like, what to expect before jumping into the trailer. Um, I think it, I think, you know, in my mind of mind, I sort of thought it would be, like, immediately after we would be, like, dealing with the Bojack missing stuff and, like, people just sort of realizing that he's missing, not, like, three months later. But, uh, yeah. Did this surprise um, you, Alex? Yeah, I was going to say that, like, to me, it wasn't that surprising, if only because this show seems to do time jumps a lot, because, like, at the end of season one, if, I'm pretty sure that we had a time jump from when the book was released to, like, a couple of months afterwards. Then also, like, uh, uh, in season, like, at the end, 
between the Secretariat and all, like you had Bojack getting ready for the role, and then it kind of skipped directly to beginning of production, and that obviously took a little bit of time too. So I, I just feel that the show does that a lot, and it seems like the right move to make, especially if you're going to try making Bojack be missing a big part of your season. Okay. Yeah, that gives him a lot of time to get away from Hollywood and make, takes a lot of time to get back then if he's really far away. But um, I don't know. I like – this. you're right. They do jump around a lot in time in this show, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It makes me feel – it makes me more connect with this idea that they're – he is just kind of like loosely going from one thing to the next. Does that make sense? Because he's going from like – one thing to the next with just these big gaps in time between them. And those are the only moments that he really cares about. And I really think it emphasizes his depression or whatever mental thing is going on with him. Cause I don't think we've nailed down exactly what thing he has, what um illness he has, but I think it's pretty clear he has something going on there. But um, yeah, so we're going to right. See- and like the idea that like, he's just floating around, he, but he hasn't decided to make contact with Diane or with, anybody he like supposedly cares about in all that time but so that, that seems like a bojack thing to do like just yeah. really uh, isolate yourself and also it's it gives off the impression that this is the first time diane is calling at least i so, like uh, i'm not sure about that but like that also is very interesting the idea that like well, it's three months later and she finally has the idea to call i i actually disagree i think i think the end of the trailer which we'll get to which is just like a moment quick quick one line the phone says like his mailbox is full i got the impression that she was the one filling his mailbox ah so yeah i i figured that was just like everyone else like agents and hollywood people and stuff like that well i mean it could be a bunch of people but i got the impression that a bunch of people are calling him including diane at the very least they also could have just added voiceover in for the trailer yes that too that that that's also completely possible. Curse but, you, trailer editing. Yeah, trailer editing is like the worst. As we're gonna, because we're gonna make a lot of predictions based on this trailer as we go through it, that will most likely never actually matter. So let's actually keep going. Cause we're only four seconds in right now. So I'm gonna hit play right now. And I'm gonna uh, let's keep going a little bit further and stop now at eight seconds. We see that um, Diane is at her blog job. And she's being told that, uh, that, uh, her boss thinks it's great that, uh, she doesn't care about views she's getting. Which I think is a pretty kind of really downer, really kind of funny note that, uh, no one's really looking at Diane's stuff. Is this the impression you were getting, Alex? Yeah, just like, this is her latest attempt to use her writing as a job, but like, it's not actually what she wants to do. She's always wanted to be like the person who like makes, has a writing change things, like in the Hank Hippopopoulos thing. But in reality, she's stuck doing celebrity tweets and now like clickbait articles for, yeah, for yeah. a feminist vlog. Uh, I wonder if she wrote Liam Hemsworth penis outline or Chris Hemsworth penis outline. Which one do you think she wrote? Oh mm. man, that that's a good question. <laughs> uh, although actually the joke is that she doesn't get views, so probably no. hers is some serious one. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't even show up on the board. Yeah, but uh, Sam, do do you do you connect with this Diane thing that uh? Yep. Yeah. I do. I write serious things and nobody looks at them. I'm I sorry. feel you, Diane. Thank Hashtag you. Hashtag relatable. Yep. Also, is she, is she sitting on a beanbag in this shot? Like, it, is that a beanbag chair, or is it just, like, a really low-to-the-ground chair? 
Uh, oh, yeah, there's beanbags all around the table. Standard hipster business thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like the house. Have, have you have either of you watched House of Cards? No. Okay. Well, this, this there's a... Wait, there's, does Kevin Spacey sit in beanbags? No, 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 no. In the first season, there's a reporter who works at a blog, and there's a lot of uh, shots in there, and there's a ton of beanbags, and it's very loose, and it's very what people think millennials slash hipster businesses are, just all these beanbags and stuff. Um. It reminded me of that. But anyways, so uh, do either of you want to say anything else about this shot? About I think I've sat in, like, two beanbags in my entire life. Awesome. Yeah, I, many... I've sat in beanbags, too, but, like, they are very low, and I think they get uncomfortable after, like, 10 or 15 minutes. It's just not a thing that you can sit on for very long, I feel. That's very no. generous. I just can't sit in beanbags at all. I can't see doing any work in a beanbag chair. Anyways, we're getting off topic. So uh, we're going to hit play again and see. We're just going to look at the next part. So they're talking about the thing we just talked about, and we get to... Yeah, oh, but, yeah, just by the way, background, new study shows people only read headlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Me we're stop- too. Yeah. We're stopping at 16 seconds now, because I think this is a good point to stop with Mr. Peanut Butter standing in front of the crowd, with the uh, Obama-style poster behind him. Uh, so Mr. Peanut Butter's running for governor, but... And he's on the side of facts and the side of feelings... So we know from the writers talking that uh, this season they definitely drew from the, um, I'll say, recent political events uh, for how they um, storyline outlined this story for uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, and I can I I think most people can see what they're drawing from recent political events. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Do you think this is a little bit um, risky, what they're doing? Because I'm a little concerned that they're tackling this in this type of show. Do if you... anything, I feel it's safe because, like, it's just – it's a story that I feel like uh, every big show has tackled in some way at this point. And, it, it like, they introduced the political thing at the end of the season, so this seems like the logical way to do it, uh, just parroting whatever's going on in real life. So uh, I, I guess Mr. Peanut Butter's personality is what's going to make this interesting, but uh, I do think there's a big risk. It, it, it's risky in the sense that it could fall flat very easily. That's what I'm talking about, risky. I'm not saying like I'm worried about it being like offensive. I'm worried about it just being really boring. Like, because the thing is, this isn't. If this was Mr. Yeah, Peanut- like go ahead. yeah, that part I agree with. It, it it could very easily just go into like too um stereotypical like we it's interesting that here we don't really see his uh, opponent in the race so i'm interested to see how that goes because if that ends up being too much of a parody that might be where the line gets drawn in humor in a future shot we see that there's like a chuck woodchuck with a big no nope like insignia on him like the circle with the cross through it so i assume that's his opponent chuck woodchuck but we haven't seen him in the show like that doesn't like that's all we really know, that he's a woodchuck. But what I'm worried about is, like what you said, we didn't see the opponent. Usually in this kind of story, this kind of character who... Because, I'll, I'll just say, they seem to be trying to parody Trump in some, in some extent, to some extent. And <laughs> the thing is, we know Mr. Peanut Butter. We know he's a good person. And I'm kind of worried about putting these things... I wouldn't say that Mr. Peanut Butter is very similar to Donald Trump. So I'll just say that. Um... And I'm kind of worried about putting some of his things on Mr. Peanut Butter and thinking this just doesn't work. But that might also be part of the reason that we see their, their, the fight with Diane later. But again, we don't, we very, we see very, very little about this plot in this trailer. 
Sam, how do you feel about this? Are you concerned in any way about it? I mean, I read it more as like a send off of Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, run for governor, what, like 13 years ago or something? Right, yeah. that's the superficial view, right? Celebrity yeah, running superficial. For, for, yes, for so, yeah, that 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 whole like uh, governor governorial whatever the word is. That's that's the word. Election uh, mm-hmm. was like a lot of celebrities. I think there was like a porn star running and like yeah. Gary Coleman, etc. Um, uh, of course, like you know that plot's gonna be like a send off of like celebrities thinking or at least being told that they can have like political grasp and like understand like you know politics and. Well, it's obviously not true given our current political <laughs> climate in America. Um, I think that the show isn't going to paint Mr. Peanut Butter as, you know, being malicious because you know, he isn't. Uh, he's a very benign sort of character. I think it's just going to be more of a painting of somebody who's in over his head. And not like a direct correlation to what's going on with Donald Trump right now. Okay. And uh, I I also think like in terms of political, like it, it may also just appeal to um it may focus on Mr. Peanut Butter's like wanting to please absolutely everyone. And so in the process of doing that, you may end up taking uh wishy washy stances on things that you should be firm on according to certain people. So and that may also be where the conflict comes in with Diane, the fact that maybe he doesn't want to support a certain thing in order to get as wide a support as possible. And that's a good a good point too, because he Mr. Peanutter definitely is a character who likes to please everybody. He likes being the person who is liked. And I think that is a problem for him as a politician, because you have to pick you have to pick half the population essentially and say, Hey, I want you this half to like me. And that's going to be pretty hard for him. And I think Diane's going to be upset. And I think that there could be a situation where he accidentally pleases the half of the population that Diane would not agree with. And that could lead to the fight that they have later. But, um, yeah, so let's go a little further. Um, be- well, before I hit play, there is that reporter in a second. He says, I'm satisfied, which I think is... One of the funnier moments in the trailer, just because it's completely opposite of what's going on right now with reporters and politicians. Just this reporter that's like, yeah, that's good enough. I'm good. That's good. <laughs> did, did you guys th- find that funny at all? Nah. I, maybe, maybe. There are funnier parts of the trailer. <laughs> well, yeah, there are funnier parts, but I mean, like, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe I like. I think his this. voice is funny. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's a little shot in fruit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a little, like, I'll take anything at this point that I don't know. No, and and it's just it's a reflection there of like Mr. Peanut Butter. I'm on the side of facts and feelings, so that that's like the two sides. So that's like, yeah. oh well, I'm satisfied yeah. because he didn't take a stance. That's why yeah. you're satisfied, yeah. and that's what's going to show up in the rest of the season. The fact that he doesn't take a stance is not problematic to some people, but it ends up being problematic to others. The fact that you're not willing to take well, a side. Well, that's the thing. Whether it's problematic or not, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that he's just not going to get good numbers until he does pick a side, and then he will, and he'll probably pick a side that other characters won't agree with but right that, that may end up being a plot point that he's pressured into taking a side by his political advisors or something, yeah. or something along those lines in reflection of what went on with the campaign in real life yeah i think that can be more the straw that breaks the camel's back less than being problematic which and i think they'll get into maybe the problematic of sta- problematic parts of some stances after he's forced to pick a side like maybe in the latter half of this season is what i'm envisioning 
but we'll have to wait and see, and we'll have to see if they're even willing to go that to that extent on this, because I'm not sure they are. But anyways, let's play a little more, because we're still only 16 seconds in. So, yep, here's the facts and feelings part. And, oh, also the Obama poster is pretty, pretty, pretty funny, I think. And now we finally have Princess Carolyn, and we're going to stop here at 29 seconds, because I think this is actually one of the funnier lines in the, uh, in the trailer, would you, could you with a mouse? And I, cause I think that's, mm. I like that line. I don't know why, just because Princess Carolyn thinks it's like really sincere, but it's essentially him asking to like, hey, can we go fucking have a kid now? In like the most stupid way possible. But, uh, any, uh, in other news with this, do you guys think it's interesting that she is agreeing to this marriage? Do you think it's going to go, or possibly what appears to be agreeing to marry him? Because I'm not sure Princess Carolyn can hold on to this. Even, like, she just doesn't seem to be happy with any relationship she's had on the show. I'm worried about that. Sam, do you think Princess Carolyn's going to be happy in this relationship long term? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Princess Carolyn definitely seems like a real, like, you know, career gal. But, you know, she expresses oftentimes through the series and in this trailer that, you know, she doesn't really want that. I mean, she, well, she does. She's good at it. But, uh, what she really wants is just, you know, to be loved. Then again, don't, don't we all? Like, love, family, etc. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if her career is gonna put this relationship on the outs or if her personality is gonna put this relationship on the outs. Maybe they'll get married and maybe they'll get the marriage nulled after, you know, plot things happen. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's this show, isn't it? So, Alex, what do you think about her long-term chances with Ralph? I think she's level-headed enough, at least compared to the other characters on this show, <laughs> to eventually make it work. But I do think that that is a plot line that's going to be explored throughout the season, like how she handles this like actual serious relationship, which is the first she's had, not counting Vincent Adult Man, which is totally a gag. I refuse to believe that's a character. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, seeing how she handles uh, like getting back on the, ban- on the wagon with the, her agency, but now as a manager... And just seeing uh, how also her, her her fiance handles having to be split again between love life and work life. Yeah, there's yeah, I think I think you nailed it on the head that there's gonna be this career versus relationship thing going on. But and I'm not sure. I'm not sold on either side. I'm leaning right now towards that it's gonna fail in some way before the end. But this show has surprised me before, and it could end up that they work it out. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, so we're going to hit play again. We're going to take a look at another part and the next main character, which is, and he's here. It's Todd. Todd's back. Dylan's least favorite character. If I, no oh, Todd. So we're going to pause right here at 39 seconds with, uh, Todd being carried by the drone with the remote control and the popcorn. Uh, so it looks like Todd has, has a job modeling for Shark Jacobs, which is pretty impressive considering, uh, um, uh, it's just, it's just really funny because he has like no fashion. He just goes out in his normal outfit onto this runway and it looks like other people are wearing because we see a woman at a bar wearing his exact outfit with the beanie and the, and the, um, wow, what's the word for that? Sweatshirt. There we go. And, um, 
yeah, I, I think it's pretty, I think this is a pretty funny twist, but again, Todd is kind of enough, it doesn't really do much of importance on the show. So I'm not sure if this is, this, this just seems like a gag for the first episode to me. I'm not sure this is going to be anything important, like, to the plot at all. How do you think? What do you think, Alex? Uh, yeah, hopefully it's, like, a short thing, because, like, I really wanted Todd to actually be important somehow. <laughs> like, may- maybe become a, a, a part of uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's, like, political team or, some- or something like that. But, uh, yeah, just, like, sho- this, if it went this route, it'd feel like just shoving him to the side and making him, like, the source of the jokey C-plots, which uh, Todd just isn't the best at that. I-, I prefer much better when he's, like, interacting with the other characters, like, say, M- Mr. Peanut Butter. Like, I think their scenes together are usually hilarious. The times when he was with J.D. Salinger were pretty good. So you could also introduce a new character. Maybe that would save it. But uh, just shoving Todd off to his own thing... Nah, I'm, I'm, at least right now, I'm not. I'm not down with that. I, I agree with you that Todd usually is really a really good strong second with these like side characters that we get. And I think that with what you said, like he was good with Kelsey, he was good with JD Salinger. Like maybe we'll get him with the with BoJack's daughter for a majority of the season, and they'll have a big plot for the entire for for the like an overarching plot for the season together. That that could be a possibility. But um, other than that, I I agree that. We haven't really seen how Todd's really going to be affecting this season in any way. Um, Sam, how do you feel about this this development for Todd being in uh, Shark Jacobs with Shark Jacobs? Uh, Todd, why are you... I don't like Todd that much, just like Dylan. I mean, it's just another wacky Todd shenanigan, and then he'll get into more wacky Todd shenanigans and just stuff I don't really care about. It's like when he went to prison. <laughs> I forgot he went yeah. to prison until he mentioned it. Oh man, that <laughs> that show would uh that that episode with the prison uh might not have been made even this year just because of some of the things that happened in it. Oh man. But um, anyways, do either of you want to say anything else about Todd? Because it doesn't seem like you guys uh, are too hot on Todd. Yeah, no, just like you said, hopefully, like, those scenes are, like, consolidated into, like, one or two episodes, and he has something else to do for the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, if if, if it were to be just that, then no. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm sure if Todd was a real person, he and I would get along. Yeah. I'm sure he's a very nice person. Right, but you two wouldn't have come. You two wouldn't have interactions that would be worthy of putting on an animated television show. Exactly. (laughs) Which, which isn't a, a bad thing, slacker. right? Yeah. yeah. Is, is, is Todd the nicest person in the cast? Like, the most like, yes. well-adjusted person of the main cast? Is that... Well, I, I, Diane and Todd, I think. I, Di- Diane before Bojack. Yeah, I, yeah. Diane, as of now, seems a lot more unhinged to me. But I guess that we'll have to wait and see how this season goes out. But I'd agree that Todd is pretty fun. I, I'd probably sit around with him a day if I could. But uh, work and all that. Diane seen some shit. You know, she went yes. to where was it? Cordovia. Yeah, she went to Cordovia and then she kind of gave up on it. Yeah, yeah, that's why today Diane is much different from season one. Diane. I also think yeah. her interactions with Bojack have affected her greatly. Like she even later in this exactly. Season. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get. I think we're actually gonna get to one of those moments in the trailer. So let's get to that. Um, we're gonna hit play. And here it is, where Diane says, "Um, she's Dan- Diane Nguyen, obviously." And that's a very Bojack <laughs> mannerism. And yeah, I that's think... a callback to um, 
was it? I, I don't remember well, what the episode was. Well, but, he says it several times, too, yeah. especially in the first season. That's like how he always ended his voicemails. Yeah, yeah it's Bojack. Yeah. Horseman, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this is a very, like, she's she's kind of going a little, not crazy, but a little bit off-kilter, off I think is the word I'm looking for. Because she's a little different now. This is a different Diane. And I'm not sure exactly which thing causes this. Is it the Cordovia thing? Is it being friends with Bojack? Is it Bojack being gone? I'm not 100% sure. Do you guys have, uh, Sam, do you, do you have any idea, do you have any insights into why Diane might be like this now? Or what this might imply for her future character? I don't know. Do you Just think- Bojack. Well, I, I think if you spend time with anybody, they'll rub off on you. I think definitely Bojack has rubbed off on Diane for better or for worse. I don't really know what that means for her character. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I'm afraid of what it means. I'm afraid it means that, like, you know, Diane's going to go to a place where she can't come back from. Yes, that that is a concern. But at the very least, do you think it's something notable? Do you think it might just be a joke, or do you think it's actually something notable about her character? I think it's notable. I definitely think it's notable, especially with what happened in season two when Diane was just, you know, living in Bojack's house for months. Yeah. Uh, you know, just hiding out from her life. Yeah, that's for sure. Do you have any opinions on this, Alex? Well, I, I think it's played off as a joke here, and like, uh, but but her change has been subtle through throughout the all all three seasons. Like, I don't think there's a pinpoint that you can say where where she changed, but just throughout her interactions with Bojack, throughout her seeing how, despite her maybe working as hard as she can, she's only gotten to less and less meaningful places in her life so just uh, all those things that like come together uh, just make her like but somehow she still has a more of an inflated ego right like she she like thinks that she now she's even more determined to like prove that she is able to make a change in the world but the the results of that may become destructive once you start applying them to other people such as say mr peanut her relationship with mr peanut butter so it's in, it's interesting to have seen how she's changed throughout all, all three seasons. And I think like this little line like in itself doesn't mean anything, but just her actions as a whole and how she slowly adopted some of Bojack's uh, attitudes on life like that, that that means a lot more, especially in taking count the latter half of season three. Yeah, that's for sure. There's definitely notable things happening with Diane's character and. I, I think I'm on the side of Sam here where I'm not 100% ready to say this is exactly where her character is going yet, but there's some stuff happening here, and I'm concerned that Diane might, something might implode in Diane's life that'll be heart-wrenching at some point this season, because we have to have something really bad happen in, like, what was it, what is it always, is it episode 9 that something horrible always happens, or is it episode 10? Or is that a... Well, la- Last season it was episode 11, right? Oh, right. Episode 11 last season. But seasons 1 and 2, I think, had something horrible happen in season episode 9 instead of 11. But I'm not, like... It's, it's, the it's point the is near the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, near the end of every season, something <laughs> bad happens. It's the Game of Thrones rule. You don't you have the... You said something horrible happened, and then the next episode is about picking up the pieces, kind of. Um, so, anyways, we're going to keep going because we're kind of... This trailer still is, we're not even halfway through this trailer, so we're going to keep going a little bit here past this uh, thing. So I'm going to hit play. I did not hit play. I hit play. (laughs) And now we see Bojack driving through the desert. I'm not pausing yet. I'm just seeing seeing Bojack drive through the Uh desert. Um, We 
we see Diane waking up alone, and then we see, this is the big part, we see Todd and Bojack's possible daughter, and I'm going to pause right here at 59 seconds, and this is a big moment, because we kind of got implied, this got implied at the end of season three that there was this girl who was possibly Bojack's daughter, but now we have this girl actually venturing out to Hollywood to try to find Bojack, which puts out a lot, puts a lot more problems into the blender that is this season, because as soon as Bojack meets her, there's only one of two things that could happen. He's either going to be running for the hills and terrified because he's going to ruin this person, or he's going to try to fix them and mess them up horribly. So <laughs> which, which one do you think is going to happen, Alex? Second, I guess. Like, I, I feel like this show has been building to a point where, like, it wants to give Bojack a parental relationship to, like, make up for what, what she, he did wrong in the case of Sarah Lynn. But, like you said, this show has always been, like, Bojack trying to fix things and ending up only making them worse or distancing yeah. the person that you're trying to get close to. So, uh, well, I, I definitely don't think that he's going to run away from this. Uh, I, I think at this stage he's going to try writing this out. But, like, personally, I, I lean toward this actually being sort of successful, like bumps in the road, definitely. But that uh, there might end up parting on uh, on mutually good ways. But the show has taught me to be very cynical of that possibility. So. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, Sam, same question. Which thing is Bojack going to do? I don't know. I mean, Bojack is good with kids, but I don't know if him having a kid means it's going to be good. I think he'll definitely freak out and like question, or at least the Bojack that we know would freak out and, like, question the validity of that. But I think, ultimately, we're just gonna have to... He's just gonna have to deal with it. It'll have to... It'll happen. It'll happen? It'll just... It'll happen, and he'll deal with it, and, you know, maybe someday there'll be a happy family, and, you know... This is Bojack, how to ride bikes or whatever. This is Bojack. We don't have happiness in this show. I think you're on the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll have, like, some sort of form of content for at least a second... Okay, just yeah, like one. That, 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 that's what I, I'm expecting from this too. Like, not pure happiness, but just like them being able to part ways on like mutually good terms. Like, okay, we realize this isn't right for each other, but we didn't end up hating each other, so that's good. That that actually, what's sad is I think you're right. I think that is the goal. That is the peak best case scenario. Best case scenario. <laughs> that is the best case scenario. If they leave on like, yeah, we're okay together. All right, see you later, possible dad. And I think that's it. That that's the end of it. And yeah, they'll have like a paternity test, and it turns out uh, he isn't her actual dad. But then they'll like you know have some sort of like good like you know, you know even though I'm not your dad, dad, you know you can still call me or whatever if you get into trouble or whatever. And she'll be like, okay, whatever, bye. Yeah, like no, I, I could I, definitely I think, see that. I could definitely see that happening, and her just being like, oh, I don't want to be around you anymore because you're not actually my dad, and just leaving, and him being heartbroken. Like that's, that's definitely something that could happen though in this show. 
But um, also in this scene is we see Todd interacting with her. And I think this, okay, this might actually be one of the funniest lines. When, when yeah, she, the, this is the funniest slide. <laughs> yeah, when she, when she says, people have always told me I look like Bojack Horseman since I was a kid. And he said, since I was a baby. And he, and Todd says, that's a horrible thing to say to a baby. And it was, I don't know, that line is incredible. Because it, it actually is a horrible thing to say to a baby. If you know Bojack as well as we do as viewers. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see this interaction between Todd and the daughter. Um, we'll have to see how deep it goes, though, because we actually don't really know much at all about the daughter's character. But um, if we're lucky, she'll be kind of like a BoJack light, and she'll just be really, really cynical and really, really sarcastic about everything. I think that'd be the perfect for comedic purposes, at the very least. But I'm not sure where they're going to going gonna be going with that. Actually, I want to. Yeah, because like in the few appearances we got of her in the last episode, it was more like a melancholy vibe, and like here, it's like tentatively looking for Bojack. So I do, I just don't think that's the personality we're getting out of her. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So um, I think we're gonna play a little more because again, we're only at fifty nine seconds now. I think we've just passed the halfway point. We're already halfway there. We're halfway there, guys. Luckily, the last half is really quick cuts. So next part is after we hear the line that we just talked about and he drops the pool strainer we see we see this part which I think is the most absurd part of the trailer which I'm pausing at 109 we see all these ants walking up to Princess Carolyn and Todd in like weird kind of like um Greek those Greek skirt type things that they wore in the battle and they're all like surrounding them and then we see creepy clown dentists I have no context for this do Sam do you have any idea what's going on in this in this part of the trailer no okay maybe it's like a dream or something or Todd hijinks episode yeah is that what you're betting on Alex is the Todd hijinks episode yeah yeah like it's it's funny imagery, no doubt, but like I'm just worried about the surrounding parts of that episode. <laughs> okay, well I'm wor- I'm concerned because there's a lot of clown imagery in this trailer, not just in this <laughs> shot. Did you guys see that when you were going through it? Clowns are coming back, and I don't like it. I mean, no, I'm not afraid of clowns, but I just don't want to look at them. Go watch <laughs> Stephen King's It in theaters this month. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect timing. No, I'm with you, Sam. Like, I'm not scared of them, but I'd rather they not be in my life in any way, shape, or form. But, now, uh, just, besides this scene, what's the other clown imagery here? Oh, you will see it in a sec. It's in. It's in. There's a bunch of it in the quick cuts at the end of the trailer. I'll okay. show you. I'll show you at the end, or while we're going through it, I'll stop on the. Yeah, yeah. Because it happens a couple times. So we're gonna cut to the next. I think the mo- other most important thing in the trailer, which is right now with the. Everyone's starting to get really angry, and we see Diane throw the monitor, and here at 120, which I'm pausing at, we see Mr. Peanut Butter push Diane up against a wall in a very, very aggressive way, and Diane seems to be mirroring that aggression. What do you do? Alex, do you have any idea why they're angry right now? Because I have a couple theories, but I'm curious what you think. Well, my, my theory is just it ends up being like a, a, the political campaign taking a toll on Mr. Peanut Butter and, and Diane. Mr. Peanut Butter taking a stand uh, on something that Diane doesn't agree with, and that was foreshadowed at the uh, in the last episode of the last season because um, the blog owner was like, "Well, let's say Mr. Peanut Butter does something that you don't agree with, you have a hot take about, and your writer and your readers are looking up to you. Will you write about it then?" 
and it's implied that she gave a positive response. So by her throwing the computer, it's probably like some kind of anger about her writing something about Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter finds out, and arguments ensue. So it's it's interesting to see if the show ends up going this route, like to the point of like dealing with domestic violence. So that that would be a very like considering the the mature themes this show has treated, that would definitely be like an interesting episode to watch, like the fallout from this. Do you do you think Diane would write an article about this exact fight? Like, do you think she'd write one about it? Not about the fight. I think it, like this is caused by her writing something about Mister. Well, no, Mr. no, I got what you're saying, but do you think that could be a? If fall- it like got out, would she write an article? About yeah, would she write? Oh. do you think she would try to undermine his gubernatorial run because of this fight? Well, it it depends on how the situation is handled afterwards, right? Because like, if Mister. Peanut Butter just walks away, it doesn't deal with it then yeah i could see diane doing that like in in definitely compared to like how she's handled other feminist topics in the past like defending uh, uh i mean uh, like taking down hank hippopopolis uh, after what he did to all those women so i could see that but also mr peanut butter has the personality of eventually talking things out with diane and usually he's the one who get takes the initiative to talk about things yeah so if, if he ends up doing that then i don't think diane goes that far and i feel like that's that would be the best case scenario here that he's the one who ends up realizing wait the, the po- what is politics doing to me and uh, like this is maybe is the is the breaking point for him so I, I could also see that side as well. Yeah. And again, before we go, just want to stop really quick, just talk about what you just said, because I love that this show is so deep and the characters are so complex that we can actually see any of these possibilities happen because these characters do have personalities. Like these are actual characters on screen, which is sometimes it's the hardest thing to do in any media. And this is like, these are definite characters and I'm not sure which path they're going to take at all. I'm not sure. But, um, it could go a lot of ways, and a lot of them are really sad, like divorce and domestic violence and undermining each other in very mean ways. Like, I'm very concerned about it. But, uh, Sam, do you think do you think that this is going to be, like, the end of it? Like, this is, like, the end of their relationship, this fight? I mean, I kind of hope it is, because I don't, I don't really understand why they're together in the first place. I mean, I know that they love each other, blah, 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 but they just don't, like, really click. I, At I, least not, not in my mind. Well, like at least to me, they, they've always seemed to work. Like Diane is the, as the intellectual side, the logical side. And Mr. Peanut Butter is the emotional side, like uh, and the person who is like willing to dig beyond the the, the layers of uh, maybe Diane, uh, like putting up a wall. So like uh, at least to me, I, I've always felt that they work together, especially in later seasons. But and I I would be a little sad to see them break up. I mean, I, it would suck, yeah, but I don't know. I think like. Maybe they're just not good for each other right now. Maybe they did, like, rush in the marriage, like, they pointed out however many episodes ago. And, like, I know that they talk about things and stuff, but I just, I don't know. I feel like maybe they just need time apart, and maybe they'll separate, maybe they'll get divorced, but... I think there's... I kind of agree with you. I'm on your side here, Sam, but I think there's two major things here. The first is that I think the show has made clear that a lot of their relationship is off-screen. That yeah. a lot of their, so it's hard to tell, but the scenes we have seen have definitely come across to me as if I'm not sure I like them together as people. And so I agree with you on that front, but I also think that, um, oh, thought, I had a, I had a second point here that, uh, them together, they were gonna be a part. 
I lost the thought. We'll come back to it if I remember it. I apologize. Okay. Um, j- just uh, in terms of being, them being apart, like, we already treated that with the Cordovia arc, right? And, like, that, yeah. that oh. was their time apart, but they ended up getting together after talking things yeah. out. So, like, I feel like even if they take time apart, I don't think it would end up being permanent. I, I just feel like the show has painted the relationship in such a way that it, it is – they are perfect for each other, but just they need time to, like, distance when things get too rough. That's actually the point I was going to make. I actually have a different opinion on that. I think that they're just really, really against change. And that Cordovia scene is the perfect example of it. Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't really want to approach these bad parts of the relationship. He just kind of wants to gloss over them and just be like, hey, we're happy and in love. And Diane is happy to oblige that because she's not sure how to face those problems. And I think that's going to be the main problem in this relationship, that they just don't want to address those problems. Like, it's talked about like in something that it's better if, not better but for couples that fight like have small fights every now and then are much better than f- couples that never fight at all because they're actually talking about their problems and i think this is a perfect example of it they haven't fought yet they haven't had a fight on screen that's really substantial in any way about a topic and i think that this is them blowing over everything and this is going to be insane this is going to be an insane fight and th- the aftermath is going to be Really Somebody's going to get a restraining order. That would be the worst. I think that might actually be the worst case scenario. Because if Diane gets a restraining order, I Mr. Peanut Butter's face might be the saddest thing to ever animate Aww. in this show. Like <laughs> cuz I I think Mr. Peanut Butter, like we talked about Todd being like the most pure person, but Mr. Peanut Butter might be the person that I least want to be sad in the show because he seems like he's the person with the most pure intentions at the very least. But um yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, like, I, I personally prefer Todd on that point just because, like, Mr. Peanut Butter at times, his pureness can also come off as vainness. Like, just the fact that, like, he wants everybody to like, like him, so he, a- he acts this way nicely. And you never know for sure if, like, that's actually how he is or he's just doing it to, to please the public, really. So, like, uh, on that front, uh, I, I worry sometimes about Mr. Peanut Butter. And that is the thing, cause, I agree that it isn't 100% sure. We're not 100% sure sometimes if he's being sincere. I'm on the side that he is, but I could, I completely understand you being unsure on that front because I think it is portrayed that way in some very key scenes in the show. But, um. And, uh, yeah, just before we, we move on here, I, I do want to present a fan theory that the, the computer throwing was a misdirect and this is actually just very aggressive foreplay, but, um. Uh... <laughs> This looks like I, I've, I've seen it thrown around. I'm just pointing it out. No, <laughs> I, I can understand that because this is a kind of stereotypical sexual kind of position before, like before sex and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't buy it. This looks like pure aggression. <laughs> I, could I don't want to look into their sex lives. I already know too much about Bojack's life. I don't want to know about theirs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, we'll, we'll, we'll move on then. We won't talk about it. Thank you. All right, we'll we'll hit play again. So we're at 120 right now. We're going to hit play. And so we're going to get to quick cuts now. We're stopping now at 124. This is like, I'm going to be pausing like every few seconds now, people listening. So first off, we have Turtle Tob and the yes. dog puns <laughs> at 124. Because these posters are hilarious. There's Glocker Spaniel. There's Americanine Shooter. And there's Bulletproof Principal. What, what's the, uh... Do either of you know what the pun is in the third one? Because it's just like going over my head if there is one. 
Dude, do you not? All right. Uh, no, no. The first, because the first two are very obvious puns, and if anyone in the comments know what the pun is in the third one, it might just be. Was like there a, was there a movie called Bulletproof at some point, like Fifty Cent? Was there? Okay, is what's the pun? <laughs> that made more. Maybe that was just a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't thanks, thanks, Sam. But at the very least, the first two are really funny puns in my opinion. I really like puns, and Turtle Tom is. I don't know. He he's involved in the season as he has been. And so I'm interested. I'm interested in that. Uh, do you have anything else? Do I have anything to say about the scene? Because I did, I just wanted to stop at each of these quick shots really quick. No, yeah, like if you pause it, every part in the trailer, you'll notice there's a lot. As always, there's a lot of good, yeah. good, funny gags in the background stuff. So this is just one of many examples in the trailer that we haven't even talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just stopped at this one specifically because I like the I like the puns. But um, uh, we're, we're... also here seems like a good time to mention that I I didn't say this in our other podcast, but Lenny Turtletop was my number three for top minor characters. Okay. I just want more of him, please. Oh yeah, and, and it wasn't no one else uh put him on their list, right? No. no. <laughs> okay. So um, also that that's a good point, to, um, good thing to mention that if anyone's found this podcast, and haven't found any of our other podcasts, we did a top ten list for our top minor characters, and you should check that out. It was pretty fun. Um. Yeah, we had. I think we all uh, had a very good discussion about all of our favorite characters, including the t- number one, which you'll have to stay tuned to find out when you listen to that. I one. wasn't on it, but I contributed my thoughts. Did you Did you rank Vincent Adultman on your list? I forget. I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. No spoilers for the listeners in case they haven't listened to it. But Michelle put Vincent Adultman pretty high, and it was insane. Um. Yeah. It was. It was pretty funny. Anyways, so we're gonna hit play again. Uh, at 124, we're gonna hit play again. And we, st- I'm gonna pause right here at essentially 124 again, which is this party with everyone getting lit on fire. I'm not sure what's going on here. Alex, do you have any any idea what's going on here with Mr. Peanut Butter in this party? I don't know. Holly, uh, Hollywood fundraiser for his political campaign goes wrong. <laughs> do, do you recognize any of the celebrities here? Because I really don't. Nope. Okay. Do you, Sam? I'm sure there's like punny ones that I'm just not thinking of. Oh, oh all I want to say, I think that's Pinky Penguin there. That <laughs> okay, is Pinky okay. Penguin. Yeah, okay. so I, I'm glad to see that he's still involved in the show. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, if neither of you have any idea who the celebrities are, we're gonna move on because I don't yeah, either. Yeah, I just, on. I just maybe I just, that fox is Vivica A. Fox. Who knows? Who knows? Like, it, it feels like it feels like it's just another generic. People are getting lit on fire Hollywood party. So we're gonna move on to the next next shot, which is at 126, which is Todd playing a triangle, which I have no reference point for this one. Like even less than him being a, a fashion model. Like I don't know why he's in an orchestra at all. I mean, he did have his rock opera once. Yeah, but why is he just on stage playing a triangle? Not even anything else. He just has a triangle. Just cause. Just cause. And even, but he still. Just cause. Is- he has his beam, Every, Everything Todd does is just cause. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of said earlier in the trailer that that's just his life and that's why it's exciting. But he doesn't look very excited right now. He looks pretty concerned while playing this triangle. But uh, not much else to say here, so I'm just gonna move on to the next shot. It's frame, and we have Rutabaga Rabinowitz. <laughs> yes, we do. Which we're pausing at 126. He I is back. Him. He is back. Uh, I that- really wish he didn't turn out the way that he turned out because I thought he was like so charming. Yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, that's a lot of characters yeah, like, in the uh, show, though. Yeah, like, he's the one that makes least sense right now. Like, I I feel like he served his purpose. Well, what what else could he possibly do in this show? Who knows? Because I don't recognize this scene. I don't recognize this location from any other part of the episode. 
I have a feeling that those hedges in the background are That's Meryl Streep. Is that Meryl Streep? <laughs> is it? It looks a lot like Meryl Streep, that hedge that I can see. Okay. Um I will I will I don't know. That that that's a pretty good guess, and I think it actually I think you're right. But uh that was a pretty good call out because I could not decipher these hedges for the life of me. I don't know who the other lady is, but that that, that lady in the forefront looks like Meryl Streep. Yes, I'd agree. I agree. I actually do agree. But it looks like it looks like the one that's kind of covered up looks like kind of like Hillary Clinton's hairstyle. So maybe this is all just like famous women in hedge form, like just a bunch of different famous women. Okay. I don't sure. know. But I don't know. There's there's some weird. This is a weird garden, and I'm not sure who what whose it is at all. But um. A feminist yeah. garden. A feminist garden. Yeah. But I'm not sure why he's here either. I'm not sure what his purpose is, and I agree with you, Alex. I think his purpose was pretty much served in what we saw in the previous seasons. But uh we'll see. He's back. He's back and he looks like he's scheming in some way. But if you guys have nothing else to say, I'm gonna move on to the next one because I kinda wanna get through these quick shots pretty quick. And now we stop at one twenty seven, which is could either be the dinner scene or Princess Carolyn uh, drinking in front of more clowns. But um, first, we'll talk about the scene, the dinner scene with all the mouses, because it looks like, to, from my perspective, it looks like um, Princess Carolyn and Ralph are having dinner with Ralph's parents. Did you? Did either of you have a different opinion of that, Sam? Yeah, I don't understand. You do, is that all you have to say? You don't understand? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's a squeaky bus? I don't know. I don't know. I assume it's just some mouse holiday. Like Festivus. Yeah, Festivus. For the rest of us. Okay. Yeah, they do have, like, garland and stuff. Yeah, so it's just some parody of some holiday. Princess Carolyn looks annoyed to be around children, so that might end up being a thing. Like, uh, are you sure you want to have a kid? You know, things like that. Yeah. Because in previous seasons, she really was big on she wants a kid, but it might she might not realize just what that entails, I guess. Who needs kids? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, don't have them. Like physically, as a person, you don't need one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could like adopt, and that's like a really responsible thing to do. But like, I don't want kids. Okay. Don't like them. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we. Same, same top take. I don't like kids. I yeah. Uh, I I don't agree. I I agree with you as well, Sam. But I don't think this is the time to get into our dislike of children. Um, Look, in this very serious show about very adult themes, this is the perfect time to talk about this. Then I hate kids. I just don't want to yes. have them. I just don't at all. But anyways... Actually, actually does anybody... In, well, I guess Bojack kind of likes kids, right? He... Bojack... I don't think he likes kids. He likes the idea of shaping someone's life for the better. And he's really... He really romanticizes that. <laughs> he romanticizes that, I think. the Kids idea he, are like unmolded lumps of clay... That he can just do what he wants with, and then he just messes it up, and then he has to, like, you know, toss him away. Yeah. And that's... They burst in the kiln, and, like, whatever. And so maybe that, that that's an argument for why this daughter f- character coming in might actually be for the better, because she's already molded, and that might end up being better for Bojack, having this character that he can't just mold into someone who matches his image or what he thinks is a good image. Like, that that's a possibility for them being better together than other things, like um, with Sarah Lynn. Rip. Sarah Lynn. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. Rippy. Yeah. Uh, and also at 127, though, we have our next mention of clowns in that we see another 
creepy clown dentist. This is what I yeah, meant. Yeah, Todd, Todd and Princess Carolyn shenanigans. What is? Yeah, what, it seems the same episode. So that's why I guess I didn't register this into two different things. Yeah. What is? What is the stuff that Todd is carrying? Is that Kisterin? Is that what it says? Mouthwash. Yeah, mouthwash could be anesthesia. <laughs> is is he getting like? Is do are they gonna like get? Do something weird with the mouthwash? I don't know why he has it. I don't know. Oh, don't say that. What? Do why? Something Do something with weird with the mouthwash? I meant like they get drunk or high. Hey, mouthwash has alcohol. Yeah, it does. No, you That's... don't want to do that. <laughs> I know you don't want to do it, but this show has done some pretty. Some... This show has done stuff with drugs that honestly is not survivable. Um, but also there's, and there's... actually Prin- Princess Carolyn hasn't gotten her drug trip episode yet, has she? No, she hasn't. This could be it. We could get a Todd Princess Carolyn drug trip episode. And I am calling it right now that it's going to be Dylan's least favorite because it has trippy drug scenes. But uh, I recall Dylan really liking Downer Ending. What'd you say about Downer Ending? I recall Dylan really liking Downer Ending. Is that the... Which which drug scene episode is that? Season one? Season one, yeah. Season one. I think he liked it, but I think he didn't like... Because I think that episode didn't have a lot of trippy drug scenes it just had a lot of jump cuts no you're thinking of the other ones Am I thinking two, the other ones? Season oh my three. god oh my god there's so many of them aren't there no <laughs> we're only really like the two or maybe a couple sprinkled no, they, they drug in a lot of episodes i thought i thought it, i'm probably mixing they do up. but those like the downer ending is the one with the trippy drugs is that the one with dr um Who? that's too yeah. much man is the skip skip around one yeah no, right. no, but they, but they they hop around a bit in Doctor Who. Like he goes to Maine. He goes to. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Someone else can. Mm-hmm. People have watched the show and they know for sure. But anyways, I I, I think. Yeah, tell Andy that it's wrong. Yeah, tell me I'm wrong because I'm always wrong. It's fine. Dylan always reminds You're wrong. me all the time. It's fine. So um, yeah, there's creepy clown dentists back. I'm not sure why this is like a big thing. Actually, I think the bigger question is who's the kid that the clown is operating on. Uh, let, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Because he is on, definitely <laughs> out. He is definitely out, and I'm actually kind of concerned about this. Because the... kids in Hollywood. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Just move on. Okay, move on. we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on because Alex is very forceful about it. So we're hitting play at 127. And pausing again at 128, where we see more ants. Do we need to pause at this? <laughs> no, we don't. I, I'm can, actually, I can't no. see what analysis you give here. No, 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 no. I'm actually pausing at the next scene after that, which is the one okay. with, which is also 128, with the guy that does a split. I just don't know who this yeah. is. And I'm curious. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but this is the set of Mr. Peanut Butter's house. And I do recall that in our other Netflix footage, we see Mr. Peanut Butter himself on the set. So I am interested to see, like, flashbacks to that side of his life, like, uh, when he was making the show, just to see, like, maybe that's where skeletons in the closet may come up, which obviously is a political trope, but something that could be, could be made very interesting in this show. Yeah, that could be really interesting. I was also thinking that this could be not a flashback, but he- Mr. Peanut Butter has a long trend, a long trend of copying Bojack, and he could make a copy of Ethan Around, where he does a like a like a sequel series to his own Mr. Peanut Butter's house, and it does really well. Does that make sense? Uh, I guess, but like these kids are exactly the same as we saw in the flashback. So unless you oh, got like okay. lookalikes, yeah, if you, unless you got two lookalikes from twenty years later, but <laughs> okay, then then I'm just wrong about their ages. I'm yeah. That's fine then. I guess it is a flashback. But who is this guy doing a split? I don't know who it is. Sam, uh, how do John you Samos. <laughs> I don't know. This looks like a really dad character, honestly. Like this is like a very dad look for him. Like jeans and a belt and like a flannel shirt. 
and like sunglasses inside and pretending maybe to be he's like you know the wacky uncle yeah this could be this could be like the jesse character from full house mm-hmm. like that's him this is him or like, joey yeah or joey wait which one which one's the one with dark hair is that jesse jesse okay so okay and joey's the wacky one, one is joey the wacky one's joey and the quote-unquote cool one is jesse yes okay now that we figure Glad out we got those uh full house uh yeah. archetypes down good good we're uh so with those nailed down we're going to continue to the next shot which okay we're going to pause again at 128 or 129 because i think this actually is an important shot because we have the uh, officer meow meow is that his name Yep, yep. Officer Meow Meow is pulling Ralph Stilton and Princess Carolyn over, and it looks pretty clear to me that this is going to be a commentary on, um, um, what's it called when you just profiling on police profiling. In my opinion, this can be some kind of oh, uh, because of the cat mouse thing. Yeah, I think this is going to be a profiling thing and about racism, and it's going to be a little bit of because I think one of the interviews with the writers talked about um they drew a lot from a little bit of Black Lives Matter and from, not just from Trump himself. They drew from other things going on with the political climate. And this would be, I think, applicable to that police profiling stuff. But I'm unsure of how you approach this in a way that is either funny or not too far, I think, I guess, is what I'm looking for. I'm unsure how they approach this. Are you okay with this, Alex? Uh, I, it's an interesting take because I feel like Ralph has been portrayed as like a rich, well, see, because the, the voice actor of, this may be thinking too much into it, but the voice actor for, um, Officer Miami is black and yeah. Ralph has been portrayed as like a white, uh, um, hotel magnate or something. So like, it, it's interesting if you're going to reverse the roles like that, uh, I, I'm not sure how that plays. Uh, it did have to be very sensitive with it, but, um. Yeah, it's an interesting angle. Like, I think this is all played as a joke. I didn't get any vibes of that at all. But but he doesn't pull you bring a gun on them. Like, that's not really a joke. Right. Well, no, but, but he he's been portrayed as this unhinged guy. Like, it might be a yeah. normal traffic stop, and that's just what he normally does. Like, <laughs> I but, can totally see that as his personality. But if you want to add that angle in, then I, I I'm I'm open to seeing how that goes. When you mention the off, like him being off like kind of crazy sometimes that could be just he does do that he does pull them over for a routine thing and he just goes kind of crazy and maybe ralph and that turns into a commentary because ralph stilton gets really mad at him like that could be a way they spin it where it's not that the police officer being racist but the driver perceives it that way and we get into it that way instead sam do you think that this is a possible route that they could take with the story or a b plot in one of the episodes yes i do okay do you think that it would be interesting? Are you worried about it? Are you okay with it? Um, uh, I don't, I'm not really going to comment on that until we see it. Okay. I, I, no, I, not, not really my place to speak. No, no, no. I, I understand that. That's a very fair thing to say because this is a very delicate topic and I'm being a little loose with what I say just because I need to talk, but I understand not wanting to comment on it. So we're going to move on from this and watch out for this whenever the episode comes up because I'm sure it'll be interesting at the very least how they portray it. And I'm interested to see how they do that. So we're going to continue on from here, from 129. And here, here's the next, the last clown car. The last clown reference, Alex. Oh, He's, okay. See I, see, I missed this the first time around. Yeah, so did I. And that is uh, Mr. Peanut Butter in a clown car driving out through the door of a, of a hospital. Also, also, the, the, the patient 
is has a has lobster hands and has a balloon that says "Get hands soon," <laughs> which I think is probably one of the darker jokes they've ever made in the show. I really like it. I really like this joke, but it's a really it's a, re- it's a really oh no no that's uh that's the, the woodchuck guy isn't it. Oh, oh, is it his opponent in the in the trial? Is that what it is? It looks like it, yeah. So they keep trying to stop at the exact moment. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Oh, hmm, you're that right. makes it interesting. And he does not look happy yet, uh, happy um, about Mr. Peanut Butter being there, but Mr. Peanut Butter looks pretty happy. Could it? Could this just be like a publicity stunt? Like, mm. is could that be how would Chuck use this? Because I, I guess as a political, as a politician, you might view it that way. If your opponent comes to see you at the hospital. Also, question, how did he lose his hands, and why does he have lobster hands instead? It's the clowns, they did it. The clowns did it? The clown sure. dentists did it? Is that also why we have dentists? Is Does he have, like, a tooth, tooth problem as a woodchuck? Those two front yep. teeth? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I guess that means it would have to happen in the same episode, right? <laughs> yeah, it would. This is this is going to be a really weird episode if this is the same episode. Because we also, have, I don't think we've seen any footage of Diane from this episode. We've just seen Princess Carolyn, Todd, and Mr. Peanut Butter now. So I'm not sure what's actually happening in this episode. Anyways, we, I really, we really should finish this trailer because we're almost to the end now. Um, if we go forward, we see what looks to be Bojack's mom. Would you agree with that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Bojack's yep, mom, and, and she yep. looks older now. She, she looks like she has lighter skin. It looks like her eyes might be going because they're kind of gray, but that also might just be the tint from the glass. We also have, right after that, we have Bojack pulling up to what appears to be the house in Maine from one of his drug trips. Would you agree with that, Sam? Uh, probably from another view, because the house on Maine, like, you know, the, the one of the views is, like, on the lake. Yeah. Whatever, so that's probably just the drive-in view. Yeah, but there is... But there, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, it looks like there's a lake in the background, so it could be at least a similar house to the one he has in his drug trip. Or it could be uh, the house he grew up in. Oh, that's a good one. That I don't be... know. There's a name on the um, mailbox, but I can't see I don't, it. I think people have been trying to decipher it, but no one can read it. I think that's a big thing. People have been trying to read it, and it just is not... I'm looking at it now, and it looks like it says something man. which but So it could be horseman. You could be right, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyways. Um, and that's really the end of the trailer, because then it goes to Bojack's... Bojack's mailbox is full and then the trailer just kind of ends so that's all we get we get all these really random shots that have really no credence to what's actually going on in this season besides the fight between diane and mr peanut butter and a lot of clowns and that todd's doing some wacky stuff did you guys get anything more from it than this did you and princess carolyn yeah and princess carolyn might be getting married yeah, and I I think the trailer does a good job of telling you those are the two main plot points going in. Todd, uh, um, Mr. Peanut Butter with uh, Diane and Princess Carolyn with Ralph. Those are oh. the two relationships we're focusing on, and Bojack, at least for the beginning, is going to be off to the side. And Bojack's daughter. That's the other plot thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But other than that, we get no real reference point for what's actually going to happen with these things. We just get a bunch of weird quick shots that even with our – like a lot of times when you get when you pause a lot of trailers like this, you can actually really – analyze what's going on but when we did it we only got one thing that there's an episode with clowns i think and that's the only thing we got when we stopped at all these shots there's nothing else really going on in these shots besides just weird stuff sam do you have any uh, idea? oh go ahead 
Well, I'm just going to say, like, at least to me, that's the sign of a good trailer. The fact yes. that it tells me more or less what's going to happen without actually giving anything away and still giving me enough, like, gags to, like, know, okay, this is still going to be as funny as I remember it. So I think all in all, it's like a perfect trailer. Yeah, and I agree. I agree that a trailer that doesn't show too much is good. I'm just saying that it is impressive how much we just looked into this trailer for, like, an hour now, and we didn't really find any connecting things. We saw a lot of individual things that are interesting, but no way to really tie them together, which is good. Which is a very good thing. So, Sam, do you have a better idea of what's going on with this trailer now that we looked at it? Do you have any idea what's going on with this season? I mean, I can guess. I'm, there are also episode descriptions that were released at some point, I guess. I don't think we're going to talk about those. Cause or of the, I don't know. I don't remember if those were legit or not, but I definitely yeah, saw them. Yeah, I saw them too, but I it hasn't been confirmed they're real. So I don't think we should talk about them. It seems yeah. not not can it's not a good idea to talk about those because we're not sure. Anyways, what do you yes. think? Eh, I mean, it was an okay trailer. I don't I don't really know. I mean, it definitely generated hype within myself after yeah. you know not getting like any news whatsoever about it, and then suddenly oh like a hey, week a or two ago, uh, you know we get a release date, and now we get a trailer, and now it's going to happen next week, right? Uh, I think yeah. I think that's right. Not, it, uh, it's the eighth, right? The eighth of the. I thought it was. Yes, the yeah, September eighth. So, oh yeah, it's in this trailer. We yeah, have so, trailer. So it's like a week or a weekish, yeah. couple days. Yeah, the eighth. So, yeah. It's on the eighth. Um, yeah, so next Friday it'll be coming out. Um, well, that'll. So September eighth, that Friday, whenever that, whenever this podcast comes out, that's when it's coming out. Um, yeah, this is um, this is exciting. Did you at least like the music, Sam? No, not really. Not really. Like... Which is I, I usually like. Okay, Alex, 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 <laughs> that's enough. You did enough. I usually like the music that uh, the show uses, like the licensed music. Um, like you know, they use Tegan and Sarah in the uh, season one finale. They use uh, Courtney Barnett in the season two finale. You know, like and they use uh, Nina Simone in the uh, season three finale. And I usually like the licensed music that they use for the finales and within the show. But you know, this was like. Mm, not really, not really my thing. Okay, I I can understand that. It, I was just curious because Alex seems to love the music a lot. I don't. <laughs> it, it it sounds like you know sort of like in the middle of the road sort of thing that Dylan would like. Oh oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, Dylan's gonna listen. Uh, somehow, like message me like Sam. No no, he's definitely gonna listen to this because he's listening to like everything that I do that's new right now. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I do one, so he's definitely gonna hear that, Sam. He's going to hear it. Yeah, well, you know what? Dylan doesn't scare me. You uh, hear that, a, Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> just as a side note, uh, actually, we got some news, I think, uh, yesterday that uh, Bojack Horseman is getting an official soundtrack release. Uh, oh, that's all, cool. same, same day as uh, the season premieres. Is it getting it for just this season or for, like, the past No, for, for for the past season, it's got a Brap Brap Pew Pew. It's got awesome. Bojack's theme song. It's got Kyle and the Kids. Okay. <laughs> um, it's got... It's got the Nina Simone song, which is really good. Um, so which yeah, it, it, which one's the Nina Simone song? The Stars. The, oh yeah, yeah, the one that plays at the end of last season. Yes, yes, yes. I, mm-hmm. I know which one you're talking about now. Um, but yeah, it, so it, official soundtrack, hooray! Okay, <laughs> that, that's cool. I, I like when official soundtracks are coming to. I official soundtracks come out because I definitely was really burned by uh, the Avatar soundtrack never getting released. That was very depressing for me as a child that that never became a thing. That we had to like, we were we were forced to like isolate the songs with YouTube videos. You know what I mean? 
and it never yeah. really worked at all because there was some really good music in that show. But that's also a little off topic. But I, I just like when soundtracks for shows are released because there's some really good soundtracks for shows. I'm really glad that Steven Universe, Steven Universe did get one, right? Did that happen already yeah, or is that happening in the future? No, no, they, they, they released one. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I wasn't sure because I never... They they released most of their songs on SoundCloud, so I had no reason to really <laughs> go for it, to buy it. That that seemed like weird to me that they released it, even though it was all on SoundCloud, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so before we really wrap this up, I wanted to talk about some overarching things really quickly, because we do have a couple of loose plot threads that I think we've talked about a lot in this um, over the course of this podcast, and I want to get gauge how you feel these plots are going to go before we before we sign off here. And I, I just want quick answers here. They don't, you don't need to go too far in depth. Just tell me if you just generally what you think is going to happen, whether it's good or bad, how heart how heart wrenching it is, how depressing it's going to be. So the first one is probably the least consequential one, and that is what is the fate of Ethan around? Is it has it did it just fail as soon as Bojack left, or did it find its stride and actually turn out okay after he left? Alex, what do you think? Hmm, that's interesting because, like, in the last episode, I remember the, like Bojack was like uh, telling Ethan, you know, you gotta uh, have more faith in your own jokes. Uh, you gotta give yourself the good lines. So, like, it was focused around Bojack, I feel, but at the same time, I think the show was leading you to believe that the show could survive without Bojack. So. Like, I don't think it's going to get treated much in this season, but if it does, I imagine it wouldn't be more than, like, an awkward conversation between Ethan and uh, and Bojack. But, yeah, I could see the show surviving. Okay. Sam, what do you just, think? Do you just think? not being important to this plot. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's going to be important. I'm just saying it was a vital part to the last season's finale. So I think its demise or success will be something touched on at the very least. So, Sam, how do you think the show went? I mean, it probably went okay. Um, I don't know what production cycle they're on, like, what the time is, when they're shooting, when they're planning on releasing it, if it's just going to be, like, a mid-season, uh, I forget what the term is, but you know how, like, sometimes they'll premiere shows mid-season? Yes. Yeah, maybe it would be something like, like that, a, I don't know. Like, a half-season. Yeah, do. so, it could have been like that, it could have been, you know, they wrote Bojack out, um, of, like, the first couple episodes, and maybe he'll come back and film... And like you know, film some more, blah blah blah. I don't know. I think it, 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 at the very least, you know, behind the scenes went trucking along without him. Okay, that's actually a pretty positive view, and just I guess, like Secretariat did. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I guess on a like kind of tangent to this, how do you think Ethan feels about BoJack running away, Sam? How do you feel about that? He feels like shit. It feels like shit. Sorry, but how do you think Ethan feels? He feels like shit. Okay. <laughs> Because you know, he, like, abandoned his life with, like, his tool store to, like, make this show, and, like, yeah. Bojack let him down again, so he probably is, like, you know, completely and utterly done with Bojack, like everybody else. Which is also pretty depressing. Do you have a similar view to this, Alex? If Do you think Ethan views Bojack that way right now? Yeah, I think just disappointed. Uh, he doesn't see, uh, from what we, little we've seen of him, he doesn't really have the character to be angry, but I think just like, uh, well, it, it was really lame that you left, but. You really uh, let me down, type thing. Yeah, like, I imagine, like, if there's a conversation, it'll just be an awkward one. Like, it, there won't be any anger just because I think Bojack doesn't have the energy to be angry, and Ethan doesn't have the spine to be angry. Yeah. I actually view this, and I agree with you both, that he's going to feel like shit, but I actually think that there might be like a Herb Kazaz type parallel here, 
where it might just break him at some point where he does get it pushes him over the edge of anger and just he does just go like fuck bojack you left me alone you left me to do this alone and you you screwed me over and it could happen i think that could happen that could be our singular fuck for the season because we do have to we do get one of those each season Right, but I think Herb Gazaz was portrayed as already having confidence before meeting Bojack. Whereas I guess so, yeah. Ethan, yeah, Ethan doesn't have that in his arsenal, so it would be hard to make that parallel without it seeming out of left field. Yeah, that that's true. But um, that kind of leads into my next question, which is, each of these fucks that I mentioned um, led to one of Bojack's relationships kind of crumbling away. The first was with Herb, the second was with Charlotte, and the third was with um, Todd. And so my question to you, Alex, first, is that who do you think is going to say fuck to Bojack and who's going to who which which relationship is going to crumble away? Well, like the only relationship I see here with Bojack is with is with this daughter. But I do think it would be an interesting twist if it ends up being one of the other relationships that gets to have the F word, like, say, uh Ralph saying it to Princess Carolyn or okay. Diane saying it to Mr. Peanut Butter. Like if one of those relationships ends up disintegrating, then I think that would be the perfect way to use the F word here, especially if the idea is to make Bojack not the focus of this season. That's an interesting twist, and it keeps with the same themes that they've been going with and the same methodology they've been using this curse word. Sam, do you have a similar view on this, or do you think someone something else is going to happen? I have no clue, dude. Do you think that there? I is mean, we are throwing darts here. <laughs> we are, we are. But I just want—I'm just see, curious what your pulse is here, like what what you have here, and um. I don't know. I'd like. It's just really up in the air to me. I don't know who's gonna say the fuck and you, who's you gonna. You think someone will though? Well, yeah, like it's like you know a they're, thing. Kind of yeah, the of thing. Course, they're gonna use their fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know they are. I'm just saying that. Some shows do change, like they don't want to be too predictable. That's all I'm saying. So they might do something yeah. different. But Honestly, you, I would have noticed that until somebody pointed it out. That they only did it once. And I, I actually agree with that you. That they only did it once and that they only did it like in like important character, like, you know, yeah. telling Bojack to fuck off moments. And I didn't notice it until I got told by someone else, too. Like, that's how it happened to me. But it is very well done the way they do it. And it is something now by season four that I'm worried and waiting on like bated breath for for it to happen but uh yeah so whatever i personally think that it'll be between diane and bojack that diane will say mm-hmm. i think diane like that could be the relationship that it happens that makes between. me feel bad about myself <laughs> i don't want that to happen <laughs> sam but that's the purpose of this show to make you I feel know, bad but i want them to be friends but <laughs> they're two kindred spirits sam i think i think if you feel bad about it, you know in your heart that that's what they're going to do. Oh, Wendy, like, I think Diane and Mr. Peanutbutter are going to say fuck to each other. That's also the other thing. I think I think what I'm saying is Diane's going to say it to somebody. Yeah. And and it's either Bojack or um, uh, Mr. Peanutbutter. Either one, though, will be very depressing and very... It'll hurt. It'll hurt no matter who it is. So I think we're going to move on to the two more notable plot threads that we have that we've talked about through this podcast and i just want to get we have but we haven't really we we kind of talked about bojack's daughter already um but let's just have one last question for you two about her and that is do you think that she will stick around for more than one season alex what do you think no 
you think that she's just the season and whatever happens she'll be gone at the end yeah i feel like any characters that have been introduced have also been uh ridden off like kelsey jannings like uh um um like Rutabaga has been mostly written off. So I just feel like we, we're not getting new main characters at this point. Okay. That's, do you think that she could be the main character while Bojack is away? Like she could be more than a minor oh, yeah, character? Sh- sure. She can get like one or two episodes like dedicated to okay. her or like her with Todd. But like lasting past this season, I just kind of doubt it, especially with the possibilities that we've written out here of how that relationship with Bojack will end. Yeah. That, that, I think I'm kind of in a similar mindset to you and that i think that she'll be gone at the end of the season but sam do you kind of have a similar opinion or do you think that she might stick around for the long haul now i mean this will probably be like her focus season okay and then we will probably see her sprinkled if the show gets i don't know how long the show is renewed for i think they have one um, i think right now they have a season five at least renewed. yeah I season don't know. five she'll probably get sprinkled in there but like like I, the like, same with any other like you know side major minor character like sarah lynn or kelsey or whoever, you know, they, they have, like, a primary season, and then they get sprinkled in Yeah. on some of the other seasons. Okay, yeah, I could definitely see that. And I think, so I think we're all kind of on similar views with that. And then the last question, which I think is the most important, will Mr. Peanut Butter win his, his gubernatorial race? Will he become governor? Alex, what do you think? I, I lean towards him dropping out at some point. Uh, I just... Okay don't have the idea that uh, I, I haven't been convinced that he's strong enough mentally to really last through this political race without something breaking him. Okay. That, that's, that, I think that's a very, I think that's a very uh, cold take. I think that's the, I think that's what's just what we're expecting. It's the obvious that, take. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. the obvious take. Sam, do you have a hot no, take the, on the, in, the oh, interesting sorry. thing will, will be seeing how he breaks down the process. That's what's going to be no, fun I agree, to watch. But it's, but yeah. I think they tend to have interesting endings to most of these, at the very least. And Sam, do you have a hot take on this? Do you think something else is going to happen? I think that the whole domestic dispute is going to be forced on the dropout. Okay. Okay. So both of you are kind of in a similar state where you think it's just going to drop out and lose. I'm actually of the opinion that he's going to win in some weird, not actually real life loophole type way. That he's mm-hmm. going to, like, like, Woodchuck's going to get... Um, what's the word? He's not going to be allowed disqualified. to disqualified. Thank you. Disqualified. He's going to be disqualified, and he will win by default right before he drops out. Or like you know, somebody uh, rigged the voting machine. Yeah, yeah, that's like hacked. Whatever. I can and totally it's see. Whole big thing. Yeah, I can totally see Todd like accidentally stuffing a ballot with filled with Mr. Peanut Butter's names, but not on purpose in any way. Like that's totally something I could see happening. But, anyways. Um, before we finish here, you can find all of this or the info for this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Jamie, a.k.a. Mailman. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy, which is me. Um, do you guys, so do you guys have any final thoughts here? Any plugs? Anything going on? Alex? Uh, no, I'm just excited for Bojack to finally come back, and I'm yeah. ready for my yearly dose of depression. Oh, it, it, it feels like it's more than yearly. It feels like decades of depression, honestly. I don't know. First, I gotta get through the new Life is Strange prequel that's coming out. That comes out on the first, right? And then Bojack comes out the next week, yeah. so I gotta, like, it's gonna be a really sad week for me. It's 
yeah, it's going to hammer it in at you. Do you have anything else to say? Any plugs? Do you guys work on anything? Uh, just keep an eye out for our other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I think we just released a Mysticons podcast, which Dylan has been very, very excited about. I've not gotten the chance to watch it. But he seems to think it's very good. So if that's your cup of tea, listeners, which I don't think it would be because it's more of a... Uh, it's more about... It's a bunch of girls, and it's kind of a... It's, it's on Nickelodeon, I think. It's like Magical Girls for... Yeah, it's like a Magical Girl thing with a sci-fi. It's kind of weird. Yeah. On, on, more, on a note that's more probably relatable to our BoJack listeners, we're doing a bunch of Rick and Morty podcasts. So if you're interested in that, please check out that... Please check those out. I'm sure you'll like them. I think the Rickmobile is in my city at, right now, but oh. I'm, I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it when it was in Philadelphia. I'm not going to see it when it's in Albuquerque. That That's it. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns, right? I moved, by the way, listeners. Sam has moved. Sam is in a different I'm location. Also, we... we also, we did get a BoJack crossover in Rick and Morty. We did. <laughs> we did. Uh, Jerry's face was covered by a, a horse sticker that looks surprisingly like uh, BoJack Horseman. We also got a Voltron crossover, which is actually super funny. Uh, anyways, so if you guys have nothing else, I think we're going to... Nothing else from you guys? All right, then. So, uh, thanks for listening to this. This was pretty long, and I hope everyone stuck through the end. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk to you all next time, whatever that may be. Bye. Adios. Bye.